Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, it's going. Yeah, keep Wait, going. what's happening? Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Repair Podcast. My name is Pagan, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Dan. Hey, what's up, everyone? Oh, hey, Dan. What's up? What's up, buddy? All the everything. <laughs> Great. Yeah, the sky. Yeah, the ceiling. All that. All that above me. Uh, and welcome, Patrick. Me. Thank you so much for joining us back again on the podcast. <laughs> I know that we will have Louie a little later as well, but Patrick, Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy to be back. This is my three Pete. Three third Pete. time champ. Third time guest. The, third, the three. Let's yeah, go. Third time. Let's go. Let's go. The three Let's go. Piece Practically son. running the show right now, man. That's right. Practically running it right now. How have That's you been? Right. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. New job. New job. Holiday mm-hmm. season. Hey. Boom, boom, boom. Nonstop. Let's go. That's good. That's great. Good good energy. Good vibes for this, this yeah. podcast, which will potentially be the last one of the year as we're running up to the holiday season and a wedding. A wedding? Oh. Season finale. <laughs> a season finale. Yeah, that's fucking great. With a wedding. Uh, with a wedding. Um, not like the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. Spoilers. No, yeah. Well, no. No, I didn't that's even spoil an anything. Yeah. yeah, it's just an it's event. It's an event. There wasn't even a finale, um, though, was it? It was delightful. It, it wasn't. All of their, like, pinnacle so. episodes hit on the ninth episode, mm. so it'll be the penultimate episode of that season. Ah. Which is so genius, honestly, because if they did that on the last episode, everyone would be in uproar mm. and be like, what? No! We need to see another episode! Yeah, you need the decompress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, well, welcome, everybody. Like I said, Louie might join us in a little bit later, but this podcast, we are going to be kind of catching, uh, catching up and just sort of chatting about the year to come in terms of the Game Awards. Oh, Game Awards. And uh, yeah, and, and basically all of the, the, the nominations. But before we get into that, we do want to just touch on a big, big game that released, surprisingly released early, mm-hmm. which is Halo Infinite Multiplayer. Um, yes, and the and we didn't... full release of the game will be tomorrow as of this recording. Oh, really? I didn't Got know that. I thought it was the 8th. They can't... Oh. As of the recording, when this airs, Halo yes. will be tomorrow. It Behind the curtain... Tomorrow. It is not the seventh yeah, currently. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is. <laughs> oh, I see. Got you, got you, gotcha. got you. Okay. So yeah. as of um, listening to this tomorrow, Halo campaign will launch. And I am pumped. Okay. I'm so excited to dive in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So the, the full game launches tomorrow, the yes. 8th. Look at us. But. Um, tomorrow, the 8th. But how did you guys get on with multiplayer? Have you played the multiplayer? What do you guys think? I have gone crazy. I have gone absolutely Halo crazy. I have I have not stopped playing this game in my evenings. It has brought back so many friends that used to play Halo together when we were in middle school, you know, primary school. Um, it, it's it is so cool. You know, everybody's gone off on their own separate paths. We're all playing different games, but no, we're playing Halo. We're playing big team battle. We got twelve people on our team. 
That's how many oh. people it has brought together. Twelve of my friends have decided oh. to all play together. It is so cool. Yes. So cool. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. I really appreciate um, Halo multiplayer that way where you can have a, a fuckload of people on your team. Uh, basically, Big like team battle, like baby. Four. Big team battle has yeah. always been a like a staple. A lot of them are capping at four. Yeah. How are you finding it, Dan? Oh, my God. It, I, I've always loved Halo, and it's... It's definitely more of a slow burn for me because I can't spend the time in the game that I want to spend in it. But when I'm playing it, I'm very happy. And uh, like it's, I've had a similar experience too as Pat, where it's kind of like bringing back together like old friends. Like I've been playing with some of my friends online that I haven't played online with in years. And like we used to play Halo 3 all the time back in the day. Oh. And I'm really excited that they're finally going to straighten out the playlist a little bit. Because if you've played it all, they have like just a quick play and they've got big team battle and they've got ranked. And quick play is just a smodge podge. I'm making up words for like you play whatever, <laughs> but they're finally going to bring in a like a straight up like um uh er, Slayer. That's what I want. Halo Slayer. Okay. No more capture the flag. I don't want to play capture the flag anymore. <laughs> I've had enough. Really? Flag. Yeah. Yeah, I think capture the flag is a good game. No, it's just you're just not about it anymore, Dan. It's, it grinds your gears. I've just had enough of right now it can be frustrating when you know you want to play slayer for example and then you the only option is this is this you know this randomized playlist for now um that maybe you you don't want to play oddball you you know uh, oddball i I don't mind as much as if hopefully they tweak the melee settings because the melee has been a bane of my existence in halo infinite so far uh i think i might be extra burned out because i played all the halo test flights and i felt like every game was capture the flag and I'm like, uh, like no more capture the flag, please. Anyways, and what's the, what is Slayer? What's that mode for anybody listening? Who team deathmatch. That's okay. Halo. Team deathmatch. Team deathmatch. And are you just assigned with everybody? Um, like, do you do versus with people on your team, or do you versus like the PC, the internet? Well, uniquely to Halo Infinite, they now have a versus bots mode so that you can practice oh. and get better at it than just strictly versus other players. But most of the Thank time... Thank God. Yeah, there's actually a lot of uh, there's a lot of new features in Halo Infinite to help people who aren't used to Halo get good at it, or at least oh. reasonably better, because you can practice versus bots and you can change a bunch of settings, which is really cool for those who aren't used to Halo. Especially because people who've only ever played a Call of Duty coming to Halo are like, what is this? How come I can't just kill that guy instantly every time I shoot him? Because Halo has shields. Sure. Yes. <laughs> so yes. it's a little different. The time to kill is a big thing that people struggle with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, we, I've played a little bit of uh, Halo Infinite. Um, you did? With a couple of friends of mine. I did. Oh. I did. I know. I did the homework. <laughs> Who knew? Um, yeah, I did. I played a little bit of Halo Infinite. I will be playing it again next weekend, hopefully, with, uh, with some friends. But I kind of encountered we we were playing um as a team of three and we would go four v four so we would always be assigned like a somebody yeah a random and then we would go against another four but it wasn't like a capture the flag situation it is this team team deathmatch mm-hmm. so you would just run around the map killing each other Slayer. so much fun so much fun i was terrible but thank god because we were all kind of booting up Halo Infinite, I presume for the first or second time each. So it's not like we were high level. So I presume we were playing ranked matches. Um, so I was terrible, but not not terrible, terrible. <laughs> like I was not awful <laughs> because everybody in the match was also the same as like me. Um, like one or two smurfs, but yeah. Sorry, I'm distracted all, all by good, Pat juggling a cat. 
Me too. Kitty! <laughs> Sorry. He's oh my back. goodness. He, he got my leg real good trying to climb Aww. back up. Oh, <laughs> he's so cute. I have a, I have this, like, I have a ginger cat, the same looking mm. cat that you have. Uh, yeah. His name's Caesar. He's lovely. Mm. Yeah. He's a good boy. But I'm really excited for Halo campaign dropping. Mm, it's gotten a lot of positivity. Uh, I'm really mm-hmm. excited, especially mm-hmm. when they're talking about it being like the biggest open world Halo game to date. And Halo 1 Combat Evolved was a fairly open world game. So that kind of Mm-hmm. sparks a little like nostalgia for me and whew, i'm ready i'm ready yeah <laughs> yeah patrick about you you hyped so so hyped uh, a little little tentative about the campaign like as, as as excited as i am and as day one i will be there to dive in just the because this is so different i'm curious to see how they uh will be able to pull it off um and sure. I have all the f- faith and, and hope in the world that it'll be great, but I can't help but have just a little bit of apprehension when mm-hmm. we're, they haven't proven themselves uh, quite yet across the length of a campaign for something like this. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about where they're going to go with the story of the banished because I've only recently been learning about the banished and who they are and why they're relevant. So that's one of the things that's like got me like hooked on seeing how that story unfolds. Finally getting away from like the old just covenant you know, escapades of the mm-hmm. old games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this game is going to be a very big um, uh, f- fan service. Look at the cat's was butt it... in the in the camera. Lovely. <laughs> no. mm-hmm. Was it the Forerunners <laughs> that 4 and 5 focused on? The Forerunners? I, I'm blanking for some reason now because the 4 and 5 stories, like you said, know. are kind of like they fall flat. And Halo. They lost me. I don't. I couldn't tell you what the the Prometheans. That's they're the like aliens. They're or the, not aliens. They're robots. Yeah. They're like AI. Um, I miss classic. I mean, you say to get away from the Covenant. I can't get enough of that stuff. Give me those brutes. Give me those elites. The grunts. The jackals. Well, that's just it. The banished are the same as the Covenant. They're just a different uh... sect. They're still uh, the brutes. They're yeah, still the yeah, grunts. Okay. They're still the Sangheili. You know the elites. Oh, Ooh, look at that. Yes. How cool. Halo Give me some Arbiter action. Some heretic. He said that a lot to me. <laughs> heretic. Oh. Demon. There he is. <laughs> like, I love the grunts. Oh, my God. They're so good. Yes. Yes. Uh, all of this has gone completely over my head, by the way. I was just looking at <laughs> you guys around. making noises. Uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> it was entertaining for, yeah, for me. Uh, no, I do think this game is going to be very big, almost like a fan service, but done well. Uh, people have been waiting for this game for a very long time, and everyone's super, super hyped. So. I hope it has some of the darker moments that the old Halos used to have, too. Like, we talked about this last episode when we were talking about horror games, and I said that like playing through Halo 1 co-op and yeah, Gears were great horror, and I hope that Halo kind of brings that back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't need to be like a centerpiece no. to it, but at the same time, having a little dip where you're like, you know, you, you feel so powerful in these games. Yeah. And to kind of to, to switch up on you like that is really a really powerful move. Mm-hmm. And what did you guys think of the like the surprise, I guess, multiplayer launch early? Um, so it's, it's technically still beta, but I think you can actually purchase. But stuff it's full on the game. Store like you have. Access so, to yeah. 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 You have full access to everything. So how did you guys respond? What were your thoughts? I popped in our Discord. I was at work, and and I had the uh, the Xbox presentation on just a little tab, you know, and, and listening mm-hmm. to it lightly in the background. And uh, and the, you know, they start really diving into more Halo info, and and so I, I I go to the Twitch chat that I'm watching on, and and people are are, are yelling <laughs> out, 
you know, Halo multiplayer. Uh, it's coming, it's coming. And I, I guess it had previously been rumored. And for me personally, that yeah. I never heard any of that. And so I didn't know that that was potentially even an option. And then, and then people typing that got me excited. And then so I transfer that energy into personal discords with, you know, a couple of them like, it's coming, it's here, you guys, it's going to happen. <laughs> and then, and then for that, you know, we're, we're fragging tonight. We're going to, yeah, let's everybody assemble, you know, uh, it, I was so excited. I, I love this game so much. Yeah. Nice. I had a similar experience, except for the, the main difference for me was I had actually heard the rumor that day. Like I had, oh. I was looking forward to the 20th anniversary presentation. And then it was that morning I started seeing stuff on like my social media is talking about this rumor that the Halo Infinite multiplayer was going to get early release. And I was like, oh, what? To the point where I was even messaging like my best Halo buddy, like oh, multiplayer might go live today. And he's like, I don't want to get my hopes up, but... And then as soon as they revealed it was, I messed up. I was like, it's happening. <laughs> did you ju- did you jump on it that night? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I had to face the blue screen of nothingness for the first hours because, like, the oh, server. No. Yeah, there was. Did they start the crash? Yeah, like, the first initial wave of people who downloaded it, like, every time you try to boot the game up, it would just do this blue screen and nothing would happen. You have to actually, like, oh, wow. delete it and reinstall it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was fishy because it was only, like, a 20 megabit uh install file you're like halo can't is i mean things have gotten better but halo's not hiding on such a small file yeah yeah Yeah, i've seen quite a lot of people like um have issues with servers crashing and when they're trying to play especially large games like your like the the big team battles that we called it yeah yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, hashtag noob. Um, but you know those kind of games like where there's a lot of people who've had issues trying to even get into the game because of the servers crashing, and then they're just like every time I go in, it just boots me out and then boots somebody else out, and you know. Um, yeah. Do you think? Do you think potentially that they weren't ready to launch that as early as they did, and that they were just trying to do something cool, or do you think that it just minor glitches and it even? I think it was just some minor glitches because they had the test flights. The test flights was where they stress tested their servers and things, and they were ready okay. for it. I didn't have nearly that much issue when it came to servers. It was a bit okay. here and there, but I never had any real issues with it. Okay. No, that's that's no I, you know, it was it was so seamless for me. You know, we played so many rounds. Yeah, there were a couple of times maybe someone gets dropped out or that you have to reassemble the party. Mm-hmm. But considering the way that games launch these days and the fact it's in beta, you know, I was I was blown away the, by the fact that we were all playing that night. You know, like the, with the amount of people, it's free. You know, people, yeah, right. Yes, I'm sure those servers were overloaded. You know, with that announcement as that spread, it was the highest um, played number or highest ever Steam game. Like the highest, I'd, wow. I'd believe it. Yeah, yeah I'd believe it. Um, That's crazy. So, so truthfully, I'm actually blown away and and amazed by how successful that launch was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when the game drops, then tomorrow, um, do you have to? Do you have that already pre-installed? Oh, yeah. You have to pay. I think it's like oh, yeah. eighty dollars or something. Is it eighty? No, no, it's sixty dollars. It's on Game it's, Pass. Oh, sixty dollars. Yeah. Oh, okay. First of all, it's on Game Pass. Second of all, it's a sixty dollar game. It's not a PlayStation Five seventy dollar game or eighty dollar game. Uh, okay, apologies. I think uh, I think that it was oh, it was advertised here. There was a but maybe that was. I've seen else. people sharing posts of the game going for eighty dollars, but it's like a Canada listing. Or something where the money okay. is different, so it's it's more expensive, but that's because it's a different it's because currency. Of currency. Yeah. So the game is going to be free on Game Pass, including in, um, the campaign. Yeah, everything's included on Game Pass. Yes. Oh my god. 
<laughs> multiplayer, I think, is free to everybody regardless of Game Pass yes. membership. Yeah. Yes, that's right. But the campaign will be, be on, free Game on Game Pass. Oh, that's yes. cool. Yeah. And they will be adding God. co-op. So they're going to add Firefight. Like, there's all these other features they're going to add to the game over time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. PlayStation needs to get on this. Now, I know that PlayStation were rumored or, or recently announcing something to, to test. Is it called Spartacus? Is that's this what the, I'm hearing? That's the... Uh, like pilot name or whatever the like the pilot name for their version of i presume game pass or their their answer to game pass is that right dan yeah something along those lines that playstation now is apparently rumored to be merging like playstation plus and playstation now into a subscription service similar to game pass okay this would be very exciting now i did also see that there are articles written that they're just they're never going to be as good as uh, game pass because they won't have games ready to play on release um but they'll have a multitude of games <laughs> yeah. yeah um but that that is that's definitely on sony a lot but, of people yeah. are of two minds on that aspect too because a lot of people see game pass as a massive value that's great for the consumer as well as the developers whereas other people see it as the other way around where it does nothing sure. but hurt the developers and the consumers but i mean i don't know about consumers <laughs> i don't know how that would hurt a consumer but i can definitely see how that would hurt a game dev or um a dev studio for sure because i mean they're not going to get as much money from everything i've seen on microsoft's end they've reported and other a lot of the developers who have put their games into game uh, services like game pass they've reported higher sales after being in game pass because people are more likely to buy the game after playing it through game pass but that's that's what i've heard i don't know i'm not an expert um it's all you know, take it as you will. <laughs> Hearsay, yeah, yeah. I'd oh, be curious well. how that affects games that are like first-party Xbox games that like are likely to stay on Game Pass longer than the the third-party t- titles that yeah. come and go on yeah. Game Pass. Well, yeah. here's the you answer know, to that. I think, and this is, I'm one of those people because Forza Horizon Five, fantastic game. I effing love it. Um, Forza had the add-on pack for Game Pass subscribers. If you have Game Pass, they know you're not going to buy the game. So they made it where you can buy the add-on pack specifically to get all the DLC for it, but you never have to buy the game. Oh, clever. So you Very sold clever. me on this last time we talked, and I ended up like that same night. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, that's a Archive. good deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you're I'll a Game Pass subscriber, you also save 10% on it. So the $50 package you get for $44, $45. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's awesome. how I think they might do it going forward. And mm-hmm. I, being the person I am, might still buy Halo anyways, even though I can get it for free with Game Pass. <laughs> Just because. I don't know. We'll see. Just because. I'm yeah, already spending money on Battle that. Pass, Just... so. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, moving on to um, the topic, I guess, of the the podcast itself is the Game Awards, the upcoming end of the year. So we're kind of doing like a year wrap-up almost. Mm. Um, and what better way to do that than talk about the Game Awards and their nominees uh, for these this year's categories. Now, I presume when this comes out, it's two days, isn't it? The 10th of December? The so Game on Awards two days. is on the 9th. Dang. Thir- so we'll Thursday. On- Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so two days, the 9th. Yeah. Um, it'll be the 10th so for cool. you because it'll happen for on, yes, on in, your 10th. Yes, in Europe. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> yeah. in the 10th. But like super early in the morning. So yeah. 
I will be catching that later. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think I will. I think I'll be catching it later. It's going to be way too early in the morning for me. But um, yeah, so this this year's nominees are interesting. I do want to like dive right into Game of the Year because oh, as right Patrick forward, huh? was, yeah, going right forward because um, Patrick, we were talking about this just before we started recording, how this year seems to be a kind of year where everyone's like, eh, like there's it's no clear winner, and I've seen that me. all. I don't know. I've seen that everywhere where people are like, there's just no clear winner. Like, there's that, some that good games, but like, there's no like Ghost of Tsushima or The Last of Us Part 2 or something yeah. that like was clearly going to be like, yeah, that's going to win. Like, this year's kind of been a bit of like a, I don't know, an uncertain year. So I wanted to get your take on what you thought the nominees were. So before we start doing uh, your takes, just to go through, if anybody who doesn't know, the Game of the Year nom- nominees for the Game Awards this year is Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. All right, Dan, how do you feel about these nominees? It's a it's a pretty solid list, I think. It's pretty fair. Um, th- unlike previous years, I don't think there's anything on that list that I don't think doesn't deserve there to be there or should have been there. Um, Ooh, throwing salt at previous years. I'm throwing salt at Jedi Fallen Order not getting in there on the 2019 Game Awards. I'm still pissed about that. <laughs> that game got shunned so hard because I love that Let game. Let it go, Dan. No. <laughs> the game is great, and they're going to make a sequel. I know. Anyways. <laughs> um, Anyways. I've played most of these games, so it I, it seems like a pretty fair list. And I haven't played Deathloop yet, but I understand why it's there. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Patrick, what about you? Yeah, I just to clarify on the the other previous quoted statement, it's uh it's it's that I just feel like you know there there are great games on this list. I don't want to I'm not speaking badly oh, sure. about any of these teams or games, but it's just a, a no no f- clear-cut front runner, which maybe that makes it more exciting for people. I think people. that's better, honestly. Maybe yeah, I better. think so. Maybe that's yeah. better. I just found myself only have actually like finishing playing through to completion one of those games in Resident Evil Village. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I played a lot of, I'm sorry, it was uh, uh, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, and then just recently on, on Steam's Autumn Sale, I have purchased Deathloop and played about an hour and a half of it. Uh, it's got, it started out great. I'm really excited to dive more into that. And then, um, uh, yeah, you know, would, would have loved to play It Takes Two. I needed, you know, you got to co- coordinate with that one a bit better. But um, yeah, just a... Uh, it just feels like a different year and it's, mm-hmm. co- it's it was a COVID year. You know, it's like, how much can we, can we, uh, can we put on that um, sure. for, for big title delays? But um, it just feels different. Yeah, I would agree. I think that like, there really isn't a clear front runner. As you said, I just think mm. like some of these games are excellent and I'm sure they're a lot better than I think they are because I haven't even played them properly, especially some, something like Psychonauts 2 that has um, a nostalgic level behind it as well with Psychonauts 1. And then if anybody's played that, I'm sure they would have enjoyed Psychonauts 2 maybe just that little bit better. I actually um, really enjoy Psychonauts 2 not having played the original. Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure that there's somebody out there who's been a Psychonauts <laughs> fan and then they played Psychonauts 2 and they're like, oh my god, everything's back and this is the game of the year. Um, I have only ever played one of those games so far, which is Resident Evil Village, which I'm actually very proud of. I'm mm. very proud of the fact that I played that game and I played it to completion and I'm like, this is a great Aww, day for you me. beat Resident Evil Village. Good for you. I know. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, but I do have to say, I think Resident Evil Village was a really good game. I really enjoyed that game. There are some parts of it where you're just like, eh. like, 
definitely after you leave um, the Beneviento house, like it kind of like drops off in in all aspects in terms of like scariness or like um, the story is a bit like what, um, but but mostly it's quite good and I really did enjoy that game. Ratchet and Clank looks beautiful. I've seen quite a lot of that played. And um, same thing with It Takes Two. I've actually seen that played, which lo- just looks like fun. It it's is just really like fun. narratively looks like mm-hmm. a fun story to play together. Um, and the writing just seems really good. Deathloop, I think I was very excited for this game when it came out. I remember you being really excited for this game when they announced it. I And I'm still excited for this game. I just still have not had a time to play it. I just have not even had the chance to get to it this year. I honestly, which is unfortunate because I do think it looks really good. Yeah. I was actually very cold on Deathloop up until I started reading some of the reviews describing it as a Metroidvania, and that made me go, oh, what? And, <laughs> like, turn around and look at it again, and the gameplay as I see it is still kind of like, meh, all right, it looks fun-ish, but mm-hmm. it's the notion of how you play the game that's got me more interested in it again, and I, I hope to get my hands on it sooner than later, but we'll see. Sure. And, like, out of the, the listener, then... I mean, what do you guys think is going to be the, the game of the year? What do you think is going to win that award? And what do you want to win that award? You want to start us, Patrick? Patrick, let's start with you. Yeah, yeah let's go yeah. with Patrick. You know, I, it's, I, I feel like it's weird for me to say this, having only played an hour and a half. I, I think Deathloop has a potential to be that game. Um, mm-hmm. I think it would be really cool to see It Takes Two. I just really like Hazelight Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were also a way out. Yes, right? heard that. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, really enjoyed that experience. And, you know, is it Jacob Ferris is such a, a such a character, you know, as specifically at the Game Awards, too. Um, I, I, I think that would be pretty cool. I think Resident Evil Village is a little too campy if we're trying to, like, oh, yeah, take ourselves seriously as a as a medium, <laughs> you know, which we should. Um, great, great game, fun game. But, you yeah, know, yeah. If, if, if the magical healing potion just fixes everything oh i know fixes everything you also have to think about how video gamey resident evil is it's such it's a the epitome of video gameness yeah 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 it's true it's a it's camp for a reason like that's its thing like it's horror camp so i'm gonna guess death loop and i'm going to like hope it was it takes two just from Mm -hmm. what i've seen of that game Mm -hmm. that's fair fair. dan uh similarly i Based on like history, when it comes to the game awards, uh, there's usually ways to kind of predict. And I say it's between Deathloop, maybe Psychonauts, and maybe Resident Evil Village, based on how many other nominations those games have. Because mm-hmm. Deathloop's got, I think, the most nominations in all the other categories. So mm-hmm. it's it seems like a front runner for the one that's going to yeah. win Game of the Year. And it's just so positively loved across the board from what I can tell. Uh, so I think Deathloop is probably the number one candidate to actually win Game of the Year. Uh, mm-hmm. But the one that I would like to see win a Game of the Year, I'm, it's tough because I'm actually kind of torn between Resident Evil Village and Psychonauts because I love Resident Evil Village. I, it was super fun. I played through that game three or four times back to back when it came out. And that oh, wow. to me is what speaks to it as being such a great game is that the sure. replayability that is there and the the, the fun factor because your first experience playing the game is like this is terrifying this is horrible i don't want to die but then when you beat yeah. the game and you start it over again it becomes like we how quickly can i murder all these werewolves you know and it's a different experience yeah. and you kind of like you get a little better you get a little faster you get a little bit more powerful and it turns it goes from the horror 
thing to a power fantasy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. it's just fun for that reason. And then on Psychonauts 2, I only just recently played through that and beat it. And it's, it's such a perfect nostalgia trip. Like, it felt like I was playing a PS2 game or a GameCube game or, you know, like the old Jack and Dexter. But it's a new modern game. It's incredibly well written. It's got an amazing cast. The voice acting is phenomenal. And I have to admit, I geeked out a little hard when I realized that not only is Invader Zim, the voice actor of Invader Zim, does the voice of the first, the main character, and Gurr from Invader Zim are in that game. And I'm a massive Invader Zim nut, so that made me nerd out kind of hard. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's nice, though. Like, I, I enjoy games with the that nostalgic element, and I've definitely seen bits of Psychonauts 2, and it looks super fun. Like, yeah. it looks like something I would probably lose hours it's in. the epitome of an action platformer. Like, yeah. just perfect. Yeah. This looks like a good game. I think I think you're right. I think Death Loop is probably going to be the winner. Um, I think It Takes Two will probably win the multiplayer game. Best mm. multiplayer. And probably the best family um, game. And probably best family. Yeah. Like, I don't see it winning game of the year, but something like best multiplayer game, I definitely see it winning. Um, again, I've not played that game, sadly, but I have definitely seen quite a bit of it online. Metroid Dread, Dread I think, does deserve a shout out here. Like, I've oh, seen quite a bit of that game played. Um, and there's a lot of talk about that game in terms of like how, um, how highly anticipated it was and how it really does pay off. Like it does, like the whole game (laughs) is just excellent. Yes. So I don't know. I think like, although Deathloop seems to be quote unquote, the clear slash unclear (laughs) front runner here because it's nominated in quite a lot of categories. I feel like Metroid Dread does have a chance. Oh yeah. The other games, not that they don't have a chance, obviously, but, um, I think that, if it was to come to it, I think it's either going to be Deathloop or Metroid Dread. I did enjoy Metroid Dread. I played the bejesus out of that game, and it was fantastic. And I'm planning on mm. going back to it eventually. I still need to finish uh, Ratchet and Clank, though, too. Yeah, and that game is just beautiful. Ratchet and Clank is just like stunning on the PlayStation Five. I want to shout out Ra- Psychonauts too for one other thing, because Ratchet and Clank, mm. its big shtick that it had was the whole going between dimensions, and it's yes. super impressive, and it looks amazing. Psychonauts too, you can actually do kind of the same thing. Because oh. Psychonauts 2 has it where you're you're basically going into people's minds and you're living in their brains. Cool. But there's parts <laughs> of that game where cool. you can see a door. And when you look through the door, it's a whole different place. And you walk through the door and you're in a different place. Just like in oh. Ratchet and Clank. It does the exact same wow. thing. And it does it seamlessly. It's very impressive, actually. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a tough one. It like it's definitely going to be a tough one for Game of the Year. I don't think anybody's going to be like, "Yep, this is going to take home everything." No, it's not like it got a war in 2018. Like just clear right. straight across the board. Yeah, like, winning everything. everything. Yeah. Here, yeah. take all of the awards. Just like, take them. And the winner is God of War. Awards. And the winner is God of War. And the winner is God yeah, of War. And yeah. They're just like, Ugh, like they're tired of getting up and going up to the stage. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, can we just stay up here? Um. I do want to shout out, though, like for another category that I would be interested in as a performer myself. This best performance mm-hmm. category, we have two nominations from uh, Deathloop, which are the only two like really main characters in, in, in Deathloop, right? So it's Juliana and Colt. Um, I think that's awesome. I actually mm-hmm. kind of hope one of them wins it because every time I've seen clips of that game, it just sounds really good. Like yeah. everything about that game seems good in terms of performance. So I'd, I'd be interested in that. But what I do want to highlight is Lady D. Oh, yeah. Maggie Robertson has been nominated as Lady Dimitrescu for, or Dimitrescu, uh, in Resident Evil 8. And I think that is so fascinating because she's in the first quarter, not even of the game. Yeah. Like the yeah. first 
sixth of the game. <laughs> yeah. She's like and the she's first such like a standout boss. character. Yeah. yeah, such a standout character that she's been nominated as best performance, and I think that's gold. And mm-hmm. I want to hear your opinions on that. What do you think about a character being nominated for best performance that's only in a portion of the game, and why? Why do you think she was nominated? I just think it's to appease the internet. Like I don't know. I feel like they just want to see that was, the tall lady up on stage. The tall lady. They just want to see the tall lady. I the think that's milkers. really what it is. Yeah, it's like that's kind of a goof. Like not that there's anything wrong with her performance, but I just think that the way that you usually would nominate something like this is like generally a more consistent part of a game. Mm. Okay, uh, yeah. it, it, from my memory, at least of the, of the category, um, it's just it's just a meme. I think that's just kind of a meme <laughs> nomination. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Interesting to say about it. Like, I think she did an amazing job, and I love Lady D in Resident Evil Village. Like, she's a very powerful character for that short Mm. bit that she's in. (laughs) But, like, on the notion of what you were saying, Pat, about it being, like, a meme thing, have you guys seen the, like, string of, like, how to talk to short people memes? Where it's, like, there's pictures of people that that are tall picking up Uh, short people and holding them at eye level with them. And then I saw a version of that that was Lady D holding Ethan up and like holding Ethan. <laughs> oh, I've seen the version when it's Lady D holding um, Master Chief. Mm. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I can't help but think of that. <laughs> I think, I mean, look, I think Maggie Robinson is fantastic. I think it's so interesting that um, she's only in a portion of the game and yet she's been nominated. But I said, I think that says the world the absolute sure. world about her performance like yeah. and that... we could have used more i mean like i honestly like i wish that character <laughs> oh, was was more sure. in the game same to, just to be fair i, I wish mean... she was the main character like i yes. just i want to yeah. i want a lady d game honestly yes. like, she's so good yes. but i think that says so much about maggie's performance and the writing of lady d that it's just stood with everybody they're like damn this character's really good because not only is she tall and really fucking hot um <laughs> but she's actually a really well written character in the sense that i really enjoy the way she speaks um that she has her daughters that she basically created um just like frankenstein like it's cool like it, everything about that is cool and i i enjoyed that character so i think like big props to maggie robertson for getting nominated for a character that is only in a portion of the game and yet it's so strongly resonated with everybody that uh, that she got nominated so congrats congrats to all the nominees obviously anyway um before we are wrapping up because i know i'm chatting on time so dan you can wrap up once i go if if we have to go early um but i do want to hear your hopes and dreams or predictions for this year's um for this year's game awards so dan let's start with you and then we can discuss uh yours and pat's together okay uh, so if we're going to start off with predictions, um, sure. one of the main predictions that I expect to see from the Game Awards this year is a uh, a reveal trailer for the new Breath of the Wild sequel and its proper name. Okay. Because they yeah. did announce and reveal uh, the Breath of the Wild sequel at the Game Awards, was it 2019? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that is getting really close to like Nintendo is about ready to finally show us what it is, when it's going to happen, where it's going to come at us from. So that's one of the things I expect to see is a full, like, new reveal of Breath of the Wild 2 or what name mm-hmm. they're going to give it if it's going to change the name from Breath of the Wild. Nice. 
Uh, so my prediction uh, is that I it's been circling around. <laughs> I'm ready to see a new Bioshock mm. sequel announced, <gasps> even if it's teased, what? even if yeah. it's uh, I don't need I don't necessarily need a trailer if it's just a logo of some sort that kind of implies where it's set. You know, oh it, that's God. been that's been floating around the internet. I've been seeing lately. those rumors too lately. I have not seen those rumors. Oh my gosh, I, that I, I has that, totally blown my mind. I saw a new rumor this, this morning to do that too about uh, being set in the 1960s. I've heard space. I've heard space so too. Oh my God. So <laughs> it could be 1960s space, space, <laughs> space. <laughs> but wait, that checks out, right? The whole space race, yeah, Cold exactly. War was happening. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> Peggy's like, I, I, must, I, I must know more. I am torn between the fact that I'm like, wow, I'm super excited that you told me that, and wow, I really wish you hadn't said that because <laughs> had that actually just come up in the game awards, I would have been, been like what yeah uh but actually no i genuinely quite excited that you brought that up that's cool i didn't know that i didn't know that that's cool mm. uh dan what about your second prediction um i think that we will for sure get some sort of new hype trailers or reel from playstation on god of war ragnarok as well as horizon zero dawn because those are their biggest properties they're working on right now they're the only things from sony that we know are coming yeah. like in the near future so I think we're going to get some sort of new like sizzle reel for those games yeah. and or maybe Gran Turismo 7 and Forspoken. I think those are the only mm-hmm. other big PlayStation games that we know about on the rise. Yeah, I think um, Horizon's probably going to get get a look in somehow because they were supposed to release this year, right? And then they, moved, they yeah, pushed it, it to next year. Yeah, got pushed back into February. Yeah, so I feel like even just to appease people and stuff like that, they would just release something, um, mm-hmm. even a section of the game. Uh, that they've done before, which it looks yeah. so great. So I'm very, very excited for that one to come out. What about you, Patrick? What do you think of um, Dan's predictions there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know, that's, that, that seems pretty uh, appropriate for what this presentation may be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I know PlayStation does their own bigger presentations and this is at least a way to like have a presence yeah. and but not reveal too many of your own cards that you're that's why i think it's going to be only god of right. war and horizon i don't think it's going to be anything we haven't yeah. seen Th- things that we already know about yeah yeah because uh-huh. playstation has doubled down on their own state of play lately so any big announcements i don't know the, the only other caveat to that is the the game of the awards are getting more and more viewers every year like they've gone up like exponentially so it'd be silly for sony to not have a presence right. at that yeah i would agree i would agree cool and do you want to close it out then with final predictions and hopes yeah um i i want to predict that xbox is going to reveal something big uh but it's going to be more of a hope i'm going to switch it to a hope that... okay yeah i was going to say i was like that's a super vague prediction yeah. <laughs> Well, I know Xbox yeah, I is going to make something because Xbox has been very present at the Game Awards for the last two years. In 2019, that's when they revealed the Xbox Series X. That's when they did the initial reveal trailer for Hellblade 2. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been very present for that. So switching it to a hope, my big hope is that they reveal Hellblade 2's gameplay. I want to see Hellblade okay. 2 now after two years of waiting. I want to see it in action, hopefully. Okay. Yeah, that would be cool. I would love another Hellblade. Um yeah. like the another Hellblade glimpse or yeah. or something would be really, really cool. I would agree with that. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Yes, yeah. I, I can My see body that is happening. ready. Yeah. The intro to that trailer of being like really like 
you know, you don't quite know what it is at first and it's dark and moody. And then, all, you know, then there's a you face reveal or, or, something. or something like that. Yeah. 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 Like, like yeah. I can, I, that's, this seems like the place for that. I yes. get goosebumps Agreed. every time I hear the, the, the chanting from the Hellblade 2 reveal trailer. And I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> so cool. I'm very excited for that. That game. That would be dope. I, I would love to, I'm going to throw that into my hope as well now because I would love Hel uh, Hellblade. And, and obviously your prediction of um, Ragnarok, that's, that was one of my hopes for this, this year's mm. game war game awards. I really hope that they give us some more um, insight into Ragnarok. Cause I'm just fucking excited for the game. I just, I just want some more, please. Thank you so much. Maybe, would it be too Santa far of a stretch Studios. to say Corey Belrog's next project? Cause he's not making Ragnarok. No, he's not. Well, that'd be cool. I mean, if he is working on something else, that 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 would be cool to see what that is or a release regarding that. That'd be cool. And obviously, um, Kojima, Kojima's mm -hmm. got to be working on something fucking epic. So well, that'd be cool. To piggyback, that's one of my other hopes is what Kojima's working on. I want to see what his next project is. Yeah, uh, I think like we all think, do. <laughs> I'd like to think that Corey Balrog is just working on a standalone Balrog spin-off yes. lord of the rings yes about the bell is it barlog b-a-r-l-o-g it is barlog okay yeah <laughs> but they should yeah you should just there's legally two, change his name there's no, there's no such thing as a coincidence <laughs> there's no such thing as a coincidence that's amazing uh patrick what about you do you have any hopes or final predictions for the the game awards yeah, you know, as far as a prediction goes, nothing. I don't have any anything that that backs this up. But I'm I'm ready to see more of that Harry Potter open world mm. game. Uh, oh I mean, just as, yeah! As a kid growing up, Sorry. loving those books. I, I know that series creator is is problematic, but I can't help but still love that Absolutely. world that's been created and um and and just be excited for the idea of that game. So if we could potentially see more of that, I'd be I'd be very excited, very happy. Same. Dude, uh, yes. Like, Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, even like you know, you played like the Chamber of Secrets on GameCube, and I loved that <laughs> game too. Like they they have they they haven't been great, but to, if we could get like a really fun yeah. game set in that world, it would be so yeah. cool. I still play the Lego Harry Potter games. I'm replaying them now with my four year old. So yeah, super fun. But I definitely am craving something like the the game that was on GameCube. I also had the games on PlayStation One and PlayStation Two. Harry Potter games, and they're not great games, but no. you fucking love them regardless. Like you just yeah. love them regardless. I want to go to the potion class and make some potions, and I want to play Quidditch. Like I want to collect the beans. I want to collect the beans. Oh my god, yeah. Um, I want to be a student. Yeah, in so that's, that's a really great, that's a great to. shout, Patrick. Great shout. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, I do have one final hope of seeing um, Fable and Perfect Dark. Because they were dark, yeah, that yes. was hinted quite a while ago. Yes. Yeah, because both Fable and Perfect Dark have been teased, but we haven't seen anything else on them since. So I would love like a oh. world premiere of like Fable gameplay world or Perfect premiere. Dark gameplay and world. or a story trailer. Exactly, <laughs> the world yeah. premiere. Every time, every time, it's like world yeah. premiere. Yeah. Okay. That's what I hope for, especially Fable, because God, Horizon, Forza Horizon is so good and. It's the same team, or it's not the same team, but it's a team within that studio is making Fable. Um, and I think I have every ounce of faith that that team's going to make an amazing game. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm curious to see the direction Perfect Dark has taken because nobody knows what it is yet. Especially since they brought on Crystal Dynamics, I believe, to help with it. I think. Okay, cool. Well, I um, I have to, I have to bounce. So, if you want to close out the show, Dan, sure. 
that would be great. And um, as always, everybody, thank you so much for, uh, I guess, listening and supporting the podcast this year. Yeah. It's been amazing to have all of your support while we're changing and through the changes of Couch Soup as well. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm going to bounce. Thank you guys so right. much. And I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas or Happy yeah. Holidays. Happy Holidays. And a wonderful happy year's, New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> happy <laughs> right. New Year. Happy everything. Bye, Peg. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, unfortunately, Louie hasn't been able to join us, but uh, we are looking to do something special. Uh, if you guys are hearing this, we are actually looking to do a special live like reactions to the Game Awards the day after. Uh, so not live to the Game Awards, but our a live show that we're going to stream to our YouTube for the Replayer podcast. Um, hopefully, Louie can join us for that episode, and we're going to talk about what was done, you know, what won what, and, you know, how close some of our predictions might be and or geek out a little bit if we see some of these things we're looking forward to. I would love to get you back here, Pat, especially if they do show something for Hogwarts Legacy and you can come on and be like, <laughs> and we can geek out. That's what I'm good for. Yeah, yeah, I'm a good for a good a little, uh <laughs> Geek out for a little uh, get ready to get back into Hogwarts and put on our robes. Um, <laughs> That's right. I already got the glasses. Mm-hmm. I'll paint the scar. Air. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. it should be a great time yeah so I'm excited to, to do it live oh yeah i think it'll be fun we're doing something a little different that's going to get live streamed to our youtube so if you guys are listening to this come check us out um this is going to be this friday the day after the game awards roughly about 8 p.m cst is about when we're going to do it there'll be more details you know put a lot uh, posted for everyone to know so um 6 p.m west coast best coast <laughs> west coast best coast hey i'm not on a coast so i can't argue <laughs> So uh, if thank you guys for checking out this episode of the podcast. Hopefully we'll be seeing you in January when we come back after a little bit of a break for the holidays and Pagan's wedding. Um, and as always, you can reach out to us here at the show at the replayer podcast at gmail.com or on our Twitter. Um, so yeah, that's about it. That's going to close us out. Thank you, Pat, for joining us. Thank you, Pagan, who's not here anymore. <laughs> um, and that'll do it for us here at the replayer podcast. Game over, folks. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.